You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 22nd of September, first official full day of autumn. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, we got a special treat. This is the Thus Quote the Raven edition. We have John Henshaw, uh, co-founder and CEO of Raven Tools, coming on the show today. Uh, Dave was speaking with John at the amazing MozCon conference last week in fabulous uh, Seattle, Washington. Dave, how you doing today, bro? I am doing fantastic. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's an exciting show. Um, got lots, lots I want to chat with him about. Um, lots that you and I can chat about as you know what it turns out there always is and even when there isn't we still manage to fill an hour of uh, hour of radio um, so I don't know where do you want to start there's there's well, one thing start, that's top of mind to me I want to start in Seattle last week with just a, a, a quick recap of MozCon it must have been was it a weird one I mean this this the, the MozCon they held uh, the, 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 the conference last week came on the heels of uh, a one quarter uh, headcount reduction at mods. How was the atmosphere down there? Um, you know what? Um, and credit to him, Rand pretty much took that one head on um, out of the gate, like he he did. You know, sort of the the opening keynote to the entire event. Um, sort of took it on. Uh, you know, covered it right right out of the gate, um, which was a good call on his part. Um, after that, there really wasn't that much talk about it. Um, you know, an occasional, I mean, heck I was, I was problematic half the time and would ask somebody who was working there about it, um, or something like that, you know, trying to get a, a little more, um, a little more detail, depending on who they were and what they were talking about, about its, its impact on them as a, as a culture. Um, but everybody seems to feel while they're sad for the people they're losing, that this is the right step and the right move. And, and a good call for for moving forward. Um, something I learned in the in the opening thing, and and so here's here's your marker for everybody in the audience to know. Hey, how fa- fast did this work? Um, Rand, we all know the mustache that he has, um, and that he keeps on. Well, that started um, when he made a decision that until they went revenue positive, he would keep that mustache. Now we know how long that's been. <laughs> that he has had that mustache um and when i sort of joked with him after uh, after the conference on twitter about hopefully by next year's MozCon it'll be gone um he basically gone it better be before that um so i i think this is a turning point for them as a company i, I think this is obviously in their minds um the the search focused side mm-hmm. is revenue positive because he seemed quite sure that Yes, with these changes, he'll be shaving off that mustache soon. But everybody can keep your eyes open. As soon as you see uh, Rand shave off his mustache, you know things at Moz are, are turning around. Okay. Well, I mean, Moz is a gro- is a growing software as a service business. They they're known to bleed money for the uh, 
until they scale up to such a point where you know just just critical just massive of customers make them profitable but uh yeah yeah remember and rand was very upfront in a number of blog posts uh posted over the last couple of weeks uh way cool on him um we're not going to get to this in the interview with john henshaw coming up but you know raven did a uh one of the things I love about, about our community is that it just seems we're very open about our, our decisions, our business decisions, our uh, the way we, way we run our companies personally. And maybe I'll get John to tell the story about uh, how they how Raven dealt with a health crisis. One of their uh, one of their staff members was facing a few years back. I made me fall in love with Raven's company culture, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to John a few minutes from now. Um, we got some stuff that happened in, in uh, search news, uh, but before we get to that, you know the band The Gorillas? N- no, no, I don't. Well, find them and listen to them and funk out, brother. You are going to love this band. They've uh, they've been around for almost ten years. They're kind of a you know a, uh, I'm not going to say they're an underground band, but they're a uh, they're a band that exists. In the ether, they don't tour or do anything like that. They just make albums, uh, tend to use the internet to distribute them, and they haven't had an album out in a few years. But they've been teasing the internet for three days now. Three days solid. If you're a, fran- a fan of Gorillas, you've been teased to death with uh, Gorillas uh, advertisements and uh, Instagram photos and uh, you know website videos and such. Something wicked this way comes, and Dave, I'm telling you. Find it and listen to it. It'll uh, it may not change your life, but it'll certainly tap your feet. Awesome, awesome. Okay, possum, uh, possum, possum. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought you were saying. Possum. Let's get to the possum part. <laughs> well, let's, I, you know what? That's a great segue. Let's go there now. Then <laughs> <laughs> I thought so myself. Thank you. <laughs> so. The problems with Possum. Uh, there, was, there was an update last week, and it turns out that it was, uh, I guess one of the updates was focused on local listings. And um, I think this might be one of the updates that Google goes back to the drawing board with, eh? Yeah, I mean, I was really happy about it. Um, I don't know, we're, we're you, and, and maybe we'll start there, and then we can tell our, our audience uh, a little bit about what it's about. In the in in the case of the one client I have who would benefit off of stronger local listings, they did fine. Not a problem. I, I don't have a problem with this update. Um, they were already doing okay in local. They're still doing okay in local. So, <laughs> but one of the one of the issues with uh, 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 this update that was actually pointed out in a search engine land article. Um, which was the definitive guide to possum, actually, was that some businesses uh, say, you know, you, you get law offices at uh, different law firms that often share the same street address because they're in an office building. Mm-hmm. Quite frequently, one of those listings will get listed in Google Lo- Google Local, while the others will get filtered out because of their association with the, with the word law. That's a problem in this in this uh, in this algorithm. Uh, in the uh, in the article on uh, Search Engine Land, they used two different examples. One was law offices; the other was home inspectors. Um, in both cases, uh, different businesses shared the same local street address. They happened to be in the same office building, and only one of them would get the listing, while the other one got filtered out. Right. That's a problem. Um, well, that's a huge problem, and I can see many examples where this would be problematic. I mean, you know them, I know them. We have buildings here in Victoria. I assume every city has them where it's like, this is built to be a health center, right? Like, And so all of the office, you know, a bunch of doctors and chiropractors, whatever, dentists, all put their offices there because the office entire structure is basically built for that. Okay, so now you've got, you know, three different chiropractors or four different dentists or whatever, all operating out of the same building because that's what that building is for. Um, yeah. Who, who gets to win. Right. And so obviously that is something that they, they definitely need to be addressing. 
Now, there's also things in, in this algo that are, you know, really beneficial to, to, to um, businesses that rely on local listings, provided you're not sharing a street address with a similar business. Um, physical location of the searcher is more important. Google's gotten better at knowing uh, where a mobile or a desktop searcher is actually physically located and serving results that are closer to them. Mm-hmm. That may not be helpful if you're looking for a store on the other side of your city, but most people aren't. <laughs> um, they're giving a little bit more variations. Uh, you know, the people can uh, use keyword queries, enter words in slightly different orders than they would have before, and they'll still get the same results. Uh, again, uh, pulling from the Search Engine Land article, uh, example used is, Los Angeles chiropractor or chiropractor Los Angeles or chiropractor Los Angeles CA. Um, There seems to be a little bit more um, static results for um, variations on, on, on keyword phrase entry. Which, of course, makes sense. User intent is exactly the same in a case yeah. like that. So um, obviously they've got a better handle on that. I think one of the big wins, I'm sure it is for you too, because we've all faced this frustration in local search, um, is the expansion of the area that they're considering local, right? Like if I looked up, I don't know, chiropractor Los Angeles. Well, actually, that may be a horrible idea because it's such a large, uh, large geographic area. But, um, you know, chiropractor I don't know, Seattle, right, Like, a, which has a smaller geographic area, it'll actually start to spread out and include more of the outskirt areas as relevant for, for what you might be looking for um, if you're looking for chiropractors. I have to assume, and, and I actually haven't had the chance to do research yet, so either that they are or will shortly, and, and, and I'm interested in your take on this, put a little context to that a, a little bit different. Like if I was looking up gas station or even dentist, I'm probably wanting something a little closer to home base, um, because of the the number of trips I'm going to have to make to this place, whereas if I looked up something like car dealership, well, you know what, I'm willing to travel a little bit further <laughs> to make sure I'm getting a better deal, right? Like I, I'm, I'm my my radius around me. I traveled two hours to go to a car dealership where I'm at, right? like because it was a better option. Um, so I wonder if they'll be able to start pulling that context in a little better. But uh, but I do like seeing the expansion of the radius outside just a specific city core that uh, that's being referenced. If they do, I think you can almost certainly bet it's going to be based on user behavior. Um, hmm. Now, maybe that will be aggregate user behavior or individual user behavior. I don't know. But if they're going to be se- separating by different types of sectors, as you said, um, your dentist is probably, you know, two or three kilometers from your house. Well, the car dealership you're looking for, you might go to three or four of them across right. your entire city. Um, again, I think that will come down to the uh, – actual on-the-ground habits of aggregate users um, over time. We also know that Google is going to be working on this algorithm. There's, uh, According to Alago, there's a lot of flux in, the, uh, in, in, in local rankings right now. It looks like Google's doing um, A, B, C, D, and E testing, alphabet testing, we'll call it. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this shakes out over the next few weeks. Um, no one thing. One thing I did notice. This is another algorithm update. Uh, started starting with the letter P, named <laughs> after an animal. Starting with the letter P. So that made me wonder what might be coming next. You know, we might. Will we have a palm squirrel update? A peacock update? Like you know, a, uh, a, a pine snake update? Perhaps a porcupine. <laughs> We've had a possum. We've had a pigeon. I'm pretty sure platypus is what they're going to call um, penguin when they mess that up the next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Watch out for the polar bear update. It's coming, and it's going to be vicious. That's what I heard. <laughs> Very true. Okay, we got time. We got. I understand that John Henshaw is actually sitting on sitting on hold, co- cooling his heels on hold, waiting for us to take a break here on Webcology. Uh, what are we going to do here? We got one more topic. We're going to we're going to go to break. Uh, you know what? I will just mention for our for our audience that we can go to break because we're on completely on the subject of MozCon. We have coming up over the next few weeks because I drag them on from MozCon. So get excited, folks, because it is pretty awesome. Uh, two of the people from my favorite sessions, uh, or, or a couple of my favorite sessions, we have on Cindy Crum 
and her crew coming on to talk some massive changes in mobile, and they're awesome. That's all I'll say about that. But if you care at all about mobile, awesome stuff on the horizon. And uh, the the legendary and brilliant uh, Pete Myers, who, and it's funny, blew me away with some of his ideas on keyword research that he'll be talking about on the show. Uh, and it's funny because it's those cases where you're like, yes, of course. They're like, of course that's your that's the way you're approaching this. Of course it is in this current environment with featured snippets and stuff. Um, so that, I'm super excited about that as well. And those are probably two of my sessions with big takeaways. I'm going to be lining up a few others, but I haven't yet. But those two are coming up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, that's, that's going to be exciting. So, so, so Cindy, Crum and, Cindy and Emily uh, from yep. Mobile Boxy are coming on next week. Yep. And the good Dr. Pete coming on the week after. Should be coming on the week after, yep. We have some great radio coming up on Webcology on Cranberry. And you know what? we got some great radio coming up on Webcology on Cranberry this afternoon. Because sitting on hold, we have the co-founder and current CEO of Raven Tools, John Henshaw. He's going to be coming up after the break. But before we can have John on, I'm afraid we have to take that break. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Engineer Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It's the 22nd of September 2016. Summer is over, folks, but we'll be back after these breaks. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Content for your ears. And everything in between. Cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the uh, 22nd of September 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beatsuck Internet Marketing, and we got a treat today. We're joined by the co-founder, chief product officer from Raven Internet Marketing Tools, John Henshaw. Now, John's been involved with uh, website development and internet strategy since before me and Dave. This guy's been around longer than us. since 1995. He's a he's on like every speaker tour, uh, speaker circuit. Raven is a sponsor of most of the the, the larger uh, marketing conferences, digital marketing conferences around North America and around the world. So you want to meet this guy. It's not hard to meet him. We get to meet him here on the radio today. John Henshaw, welcome to Webcology. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, man, thanks for being on. Um, I wasn't in Seattle last week. Dave was. He says you gave a killer session. Uh, what were you talking about? Um, 
I don't remember giving a killer session. <laughs> I'll, I'll so, jump in. It was actually a different one with David Vogel that I was referring to um, earlier um, on. Uh, sorry, uh, John, I had uh, been referencing your webinar. And, and you know what? I totally see how the confusion happened there. I'm happy to know I didn't black out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember Never trust the media. <laughs> well, at least we got on that got on that super fast. Um, yeah, I mean that was that's when I knew I had to have you on the show, John. Uh, and then, of course, ran into you and have, have you know been tootling around with your, your tools for for ages. Um, just to give folks an idea before we head in here, and I know Jim, I shared this with you before before we launch in here, and we can talk about some of the strategies from the webinar. We can talk about some SEO in general. I'm interested in your take on on possum. Uh, but if, if anybody wants to dump in to uh, to Google Page Speed Insights, just dump in Raven Tools website, <laughs> and you'll know why this is a guy we need to be talking to about about websites. Um, sorry, John, I've never seen page speeds like that before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like where they're consistently, I think your low score on mobile is 93, right? And a lot of them is just caching issues of third-party stuff that you can't control. So that's impressive, um, to, to say the least. I, I hand-coded all of it with everything I knew <laughs> to do <laughs> and, uh, and, and chucked as much as I could that I didn't need. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm glad it's fast for you. It was a joy making it from the geek side of me. <laughs> it was it was impressive. Um, so let's watch it. And, and we're going back a little bit here, and I, I want to talk lots about, about a variety of different subjects with you, but uh, of course. But we're already starting in here, and I know I guided it, so, so there we are. We're on that path now. Um, we're, we're talking about... Um, speeds and, and things like that you gave a and i'm going to totally totally um destroy his last name so i apologize to david on this one and i'll try and have it right by the time we have him on the show um you gave a great webinar for uh, with uh with wp engines david vogelpole again i might be i mess no, that sounds good right. david yeah vogelpole. sounds pretty good <laughs> okay um now Let's let's just sort of let's start there and and sort of cover some of the stuff. And I started on speed, so we all know speed's important. It's important for your users. It's an important Google signal. What were some of the things that you were talking about? And you know, I wrote a blog post on it, so I'm looking at that now. So I got a cheat sheet here. But <laughs> for our audience's sake that isn't looking at it, um, what, what are some of the what are some of the things that that you think are of, of critical importance to get a, a page? I mean, and the thing that's impressive about yours, you can fake page speed. And we all know that, right? Like you can do all the things Google needs and still have a miserably slow site. Your site loads super fast. Um, probably one of the fastest site loads of, of that type of site that I've ever seen. So. How do you do that? Well, there, there's an epidemic of pretty much all websites out there, and that is even if you have good information and you know what you're doing uh, or you think you know what you're doing, at the end of the day, everybody's doing the same thing. And what I mean by that is uh, they're always going with a CMS. Uh, majority, as we know, usually go with WordPress, which I recommend. Um, and, and pretty much everybody is using some sort of system to to build their site on and when you do that you end up limiting your ability to fully tweak your site and so what happens is is as you use a cms as you use these like sort of templated systems you end up having javascript either that you don't need and or in places it shouldn't be meaning loading uh before the rest of the content and and so and people just kind of they do that and they do a great job um, I mean, in other words, compared to pretty much everybody else's out there, even the top 10%, they're doing a great job. And yet it's still not fully optimized and it's still, in my opinion, not good enough. And, and so this was, uh, I, I took the opportunity when we were able to redesign our site, uh, in conjunction with the, the launch of our new site auditor to do something completely different, which was go old school and to go kind of full circle to where I even started before we even had any of these tools and we, before we had any CMSs and I just hand coded everything. And, and I think the only scripting uh, that I did were like some includes and <laughs> using PHP. Uh, but I just made sure uh, every single thing was perfect. And I literally chucked everything 
out. And 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 if it came down to hmm, uh, I typically I might use this JavaScript library for blah blah blah. But if I really was like you know I don't need it, the user it's not really going to make a difference. Uh, then it would be gone. And then in the few cases where I needed or wanted to have the JavaScript for for something, I just made sure it only was present for that particular page. That's the other thing a lot of people will do is is they add this feature, they want to have something on their site, and so when they add the JavaScript, it's on every page. And so you have, uh, again, this epidemic of just sites out there that have all this code and all these things on there that aren't even being used when the user goes there, and all it does is slow down your site. And that's really what I did. I mean, there, there are some other things I did, which I also mentioned in that presentation, and they were things like using uh, source set, uh, the the new the new standards based attribute for images, so I can display completely different images for, based on the uh, type of device that's accessing the site. Okay, I'm gonna you know what I I'm gonna have to jot that down because we're gonna get back to that one because it was a I, I totally want to talk about that because I didn't know that before you were talking about it by the way. Um, okay. So, but now for for most of our most of our listeners and, and just most people in the general audience, there's a reason we're using WordPress, right? And then they're using WordPress is they're not about to hand code their site, right? I mean, mm-hmm. For you, this is easy stuff. For a lot of people, they, it, it really, really isn't. I was actually reading an interesting article earlier today unrelated to our show, but it basically, and it's a great thing for, for us as a whole or our industry as a whole, referred to things like WordPress as a gateway drug, right? Like you, you use it as a, as a newbie because you can quickly throw together a site and you don't want to learn coding. And then you start to figure out other things you want and then slowly you get, you know, clawed into actually learning. It's like a gateway drug. Into like actually coding. It's a good drug. I, I love that drug. I mean, it, I it is awesome. And, and I mean, it's, it's a fantastic thing. But for most people, they're not about to sit down and hand code their sites, right? I mean, for, for the standard. So you gave a, a really interesting idea to me anyway, um, or, or made a really interesting point in, in the webinar, talking about sort of reverse engineering. You know, you've got your theme. That's all well and good. You pick, you know, whatever, template monster or something, right? Like you, you picked a, a stock theme that you could use or, or even one of WordPress's. The problem with them, as we all know, is they include a bunch of, they're meant to be flexible. They're meant to be able to change a bunch of features and functions. So the style sheets, that everything has more than it needs to have in it. And then you talked about a solution to that um, in, in getting developers in there to sort of assist in, in shrinking that down. How's that process? What, yeah, what do you so, do if you're dealing with that? So it's not that I don't use WordPress on our new site. It's just I only use it on our blog. And, and that's just because it just makes the most sense to do that. And, and because I, I chose to not create a hundred marketing pages. <laughs> I, cho- I chose to kind of keep it kind of pared down and, and focused and simple. And that was a strategic SEO choice on, on my part. But as far as WordPress goes, what I recommended was for people to not go and simply take a theme that even if it's from a trusted source and it says totally SEO optimized, to not take that at, at face value. And and so one thing you could do, which you sort of just alluded to, was that you, you could go ahead and get that theme and then have somebody who knows how to edit that code, kind of trim things down uh, and move things around. The problem with that is when that theme maker makes their update, you're kind of screwed. And, and, so, and so for that reason, I don't, rec- I don't recommend going that route. Uh, what I do recommend doing, which again is not, and you said this too, is is is, is not an easy thing. It's uh, most of the, I'll just say it right now, the the best way to do things is just not easy, particularly when it comes to SEO. <laughs> it's just the best way to do things just takes manual effort. I mean, and in fact, I'll even go so far as to say, and and this is I, I probably shouldn't even say this as a software maker, um, but you know, even the best SEOs say. The best tool is the person, not the tool. <laughs> you know, so so tools can only help you so much. But the, at the end of the day, if you want the best outcome and the best results, it takes a human being to do that. So so what I recommended was uh, to use a uh, sort of an HTML CSS responsive library called Zurb Foundation, Z U R B Foundation. And there is a bare bones. It's really easy to just Google this. You'll find it. There is a bare bones. WordPress theme that is made with the latest version of Zurb Foundation, uh, which is very kind of similar to like Bootstrap, and and to and to essentially start there. That's where I recommend people start, and then 
and essentially you know make your site and and what I try to do is I make sure I, I uh, after I've done sort of my information architecture, I know how I want things set up, and I'm going to have my certain templates and pages set up. After I put that all together and I apply my design, I, I then start just trimming. And I'm not sure I even mentioned this in that mentioned this in that presentation, but I I just trim and trim and trim. I go into the CSS, I go into even the JavaScript that that might be necessary, and I I te- I take out and test everything until you pretty much have only the code that you need. And then using best practices, such as putting JavaScript at the very end, um, I do that. I even did some crazy things like with, with our own site where I didn't even use the HTML uh, body and head elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even exist in my code. I mean, I, I, I super trimmed. And and it's because it's it's it validates it's still standard. The browser actually generates those things, and and it's not required by the living standard HTML or HTML5. So so I just I go pretty hardcore <laughs> on, on all these things. But but what you know as a SEO and a geek, what I end up with is this what I consider this piece of art <laughs> as far as the code goes. And then just like what you said, if anybody who's listening to this goes to RavenTools.com. It should be the fastest damn site you've ever been to. I mean, it is it is really fast. It is static. It is going through Cloudflare. It is using HTTP two protocol. Um, it is fast. I'm there now, and he's right. It's bloody fast. <laughs> now the blog on WordPress is not as fast, and that bothers the crap out of me. Um, but but you can tell the difference between if you go hand coded static. Uh, and then have and then go with a CMS like WordPress, which is I have it fully optimized. It's just a, it's just a slight second slower, even though it's still technically fast and probably faster than most other blogs out there running WordPress. Um, the fastest you're going to get is just make that sucker static and just trim it all down. And and uh, and and it's funny because to me, with and we might even get into this with this conversation about AMP and stuff. Uh, it's, there's no difference between the speed of that and AMP, and I'm not having to use any special Google you know, markup. Well, actually, I was going to ask, John. I was looking at one of your blog pages, um, and I haven't gone into the code on, on that page, but that your blog isn't amped up? It is, if you do slash AMP on slash, the Yeah, post. sure. Yeah, yeah, it's amped up. <laughs> um, I do it. You know what? That's I, I'm going to topic, which is, I mean, AMP's a whole other topic. <laughs> Uh, you had mentioned you shouldn't say this is a tool manufacturer, and you know why? I mean, let's just to call a spade a to call a spade a spade because you're saying, yeah, the most useful tool is actually the human being. Um, you know, the, the 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 fastest plane in the world, the Lockheed, um, was was you know a, a great. I mean, it cracked all sorts of records. Comes in at like 3,500 uh, miles per hour. Now it was it was flown by a guy, Major Morden. Now. I'm thinking Major Morgan can't run that fast, <laughs> and a baby would have crashed that thing in a second. So it's you know to the defense because you have a great tool set of tools, tools in the right hands now make that great user the most powerful tool is the user. Tools in the right hands can make that person incredible. Well, I would say uh, it, makes hands, it makes them incredible, but it, it makes them more efficient. In yeah. other words, like to take a, a good example would be with our site auditor. I would never ever want to hand check everything. In fact, if I'm as a human being, I would make mistakes in hand checking. So, so I I, I would miss broken links. I would, I would miss all kinds of things because that's just overwhelming. So, absolutely, um, in the right hands, tools can be fantastic, and in the right hands, tools can make a good a good person amazing. Yeah. And certainly much, much more efficient. Now, you touched on, and I love it, um, what is it, source set, image. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this, because I hadn't heard about it until that webinar, and it is one of the, the funnest things for image optimization I, I, I think I've ever encountered. Yeah, and, it, and it's actually, at first it looks a little intimidating, but it's actually incredibly easy to use, and, and it's a web standard, which is what gets me excited uh, in that, uh, it's not something that requires some sort of special JavaScript and, and that type of thing. So, so basically, before source set existed, the only way to serve different images based on, say, the device that was coming was to be able to have special code that would detect 
uh, what was what was uh, accessing the site and then deliver a special you know image for that and that type of thing and that is that to me is just not elegant and awful <laughs> and 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 not something that's easy to really implement and and so uh, the this new standard of HTML I, I like using the word standard here because it's it means that pretty much all modern browsers supported. It's not something special you have to do. There's no JavaScript code. It's literally just HTML. There is, is an attribute called source set, and it's S-R-C-S-E-T, uh, or, or I'm pretty sure that's it. And, mm-hmm. and you add it to the regular image attribute, and, or as some people might say, tag. And, and so essentially when you have a regular image, you just do image, source equals, whatever that is. Well, you might be serving a really big image, like a lot of people do, that looks great on desktop. It actually looks pretty good on mobile, but it's gigantic. Uh, it might be several hundred kilobytes. And and that's not what you want to be doing when somebody's accessing your site on a, on a phone or a small device. And and so what SourceSet does is it lets you uh, specify completely different images. And, and so... Uh, it's, it lets you specify images based on the device's width, and it also lets you specify images based on uh, its uh, de- the definition of the screen. So if it's a high-definition screen or retina screen, then it will uh, serve that correct image. And so it's amazing because you can serve completely different sizes exactly for that. Um, and go ahead. I know we have to go to, to, to break here in, in just a second, but one of the things that I, I thought was awesome about it, and, and since you told me, I'm going to let you tell people, um, but it's in, in regards to actually providing a, a different image um, and the right. advantages that that would yield, not just in speed, but in actual user experience. Exactly. Do, do I have time to say that? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, it is my favorite thing about SourceSet, it's, and that is that you're not just delivering a different size that's optimized for the device. You can also specify a completely different image, different dimension, different everything, so that it is optimized for that device for the user. So that the user actually doesn't see a shrunken version of the image. They actually see a different version of that information so that they can the user experience that they have on their phone is the best possible. And so we've done uh, a, a bit of that over the past couple of years and it's worked really well. No, we got to do that sort of thing live time here on the radio, um, and massaging our questions and giving time warnings and such. And one of those is we got to take a break here on webcology on webmaster radio.fm. Uh, stick around friends. Uh, John's going to be uh, sitting in the studio for a few more minutes. But until then, on behalf of Dave Davis for being second internet marketing, this is Jim Hedger for Digital Ways Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry. It's the 22nd of September, 2016. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry. I said, I said, I said Cranberry.fm. It is the uh, 22nd of September 2016. For the record, we used to be Webmaster Radio, but things change. We are now Cranberry.fm. We're joined by uh, John Henshaw, uh, co-founder and chief product officer from Raven Tools. Uh, Dave, you, you, you've been drawing an amazing interview. Go for it, brother. <laughs> All right. I'm going to switch gears here for a minute. We may go back and forth here, John, because uh, I don't know. We, we, for our listeners who don't know, John and I actually had a chance with, uh, with Mary to have some sit down, have some dinner, had a great conversation there. We were all at MozCon together. Uh, John, let's, let's talk MozCon here for a minute then. Sure. What, what, what did you what did you take away? I mean, it was to me it was, it was probably one of the best. I've only been to a few of them, but it was it was good. Some great speakers. Uh, what, what did you think? Uh, I was there. I, th- I think they had me as a speaker there like two or three years ago, and it was one of the best, most professionally done conferences I've ever been a part of. I mean, it was pretty much tremendous. <laughs> and and so it had been a little while, and it's gotten bigger <laughs> since since the last time, like even bigger. And, and it was just, it's run so well. And I mean, and, and even the food is awesome. <laughs> and that's important to me. I really, I really like food and, and even, even the snacks is <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, it, you're hard pressed to find a better conference that's put on. And, and one of the things I've always liked about it is it's single track. I, I really like the single track. I like the fact that uh, they every speaker who's going to speak is going to be pretty darn good, and and you're probably going to get something out of it. Now, I personally wasn't interested in every topic because I'm just not. Um, but every everyone I went to and, and listened to, people knew what they were talking about, and and the people around me seemed to be responding pretty well to it. So so I I, I don't know I. I I think it's one of the best, if not, you know, maybe close to the best conferences out there, and 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 it it reminded me of the one a few years ago, just bigger. You know what? That's that's a good point, man. I remember the first time I was uh, I was going to it too. It was like, uh, yeah, you, you sort of go, ooh, single track, and like, but what if I don't like something? Uh, well, here's the thing: you you sit through it anyway, or take the opportunity to get some work done, which is usually what I did. I would like, okay, I'm going to get some work done, but I'll sit here and, and kind of listen. And you end up learning stuff that might be outside your area, but that you can call on and, and use. So I think that was that was handy, um, and 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 really is great. And yeah, kudos to to Rand and crew on um, on throwing another another great one. Um, so now now I'm gonna I'm gonna drag us back and and sorry for our listeners, I'm gonna drag us back into the more technical stuff because I, I I love technical stuff and and you know it, it's what you what you specialize in <laughs> i guess is the nuts and bolts or at least what your tool one of its core functions is yes here's where crap breaks um so you know what let's let's actually start there i had an opportunity well many opportunities over the years but i use your tool um and, and i was i was running it on a site and, and was actually surprised um because you know we all every every seo and you know jim i'm sure you do i know i do and and most you know a lot of our listeners probably do we have a, we have a litany of different tools we call on right be it moz be it you know screaming frog be it xenu the you know crawler whatever we all use a, a litany of different tools to analyze our sites um something that surprised me and it had been the first time in a really long time that i'd been surprised by something like this ran years over it was our site and when Oh, it actually is catching errors that the other ones didn't. <laughs> and actually, use it at the to end my of ears. Pretty <laughs> errors. They like things that I was like, oh, well, I don't even understand how that's not built in. <laughs> the other <laughs> ones actually detect this. Um, and you know what? I, I'm not even going to reveal the secret sauce on air just to say I, I, I've now fixed it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but. I won't get into it specifically what it is in your advantage. People can, I think you have a free trial, so people can try it out if they want, they want to see it on their site. Um, but what, what do you think? Like, I mean, you're, you're building these tools. What are you looking at then as some of the, the more core areas when it comes, like, let's look at your site auditor. Um, like, what is it looking for? And, and in that, I'm wanting to really hear, what do you think as somebody with your experiences 
are the most important technical areas that these things need to be built to look at and that we should be paying attention to as SEOs. Right. Well, I, I think the, the first one generally has to do with anything that's broken. <laughs> I mean, anything that is, that is not rendering, I, I call the visibility issues. Uh, in fact, in our, our platform version, which is the original version of the site auditor, uh, we have them ca- categorized as content and visibility and, and those type of things. And so visibility is generally the number one thing. Uh, then we start looking at uh, essentially things, you know, links and images and things that are around uh, quality. Uh, so, so with links, to me, there's significance there because it actually matters what you're linking to both internally and externally. And it matters if, if uh, stuff isn't working. Uh, and then when you get into... Things like images that uh, also include something along, along the lines of like with with both user experience and quality of the site. I've I've always thought that the uh, the quality of a site, and I don't mean just the content of that site, but whether or not it's falling apart or not, actually matters to the algorithm uh, because <laughs> because it, it is a bad user experience. If you if a user go if many users go to a site and it is janky <laughs> and mm-hmm. things are are broken everywhere and that type of thing, uh, in fact that's probably why you don't see a lot of those ranking that well, uh, at least the ones that you visit in search results. Um, but I would say that from a technical standpoint, for me personally, and and also being in charge of that product, it kind of being my baby, uh, I it's all about thinking like Google. And, and so I'm going to be, and we know that especially in the, in the past few years that Google cares about speed, Google cares about user experience. And, and so those are a lot of the things that we're looking at and, and checking for. Um, as far as moving forward though, and as far as having that, com- that uh, competitive advantage, that's the other thing that we're focused on in regards to at least how we're building this tool because it's right now it's, it's, it's only the beginning of, of what we want to build. There, I have an entire giant list of checks and things I want to add, things that other, um, I would say, competing products don't have that I, I really feel like need to be there. And, and, so, uh, it, and it, so it's looking for all the little, you know, the, the money left on the table type things, the things that nobody's paying attention to that you can look for and, and change. And, and so one of those things might even be uh, even what we were talking about earlier – uh, I don't know if anybody has a source set check. Well, I, that's probably pretty good. It might be a really good idea to look for large images that aren't using source set and identify those and recommend those. That's just one example of the type of things that uh, we're looking to add next that I, would, that I personally would want a tool to check for for me, and so that's sort of the direction we're going. That's how we're approaching it. So, John, you and, you and your, uh, your developers are sitting around, or you and a, a bunch of other SEOs are sitting around, and someone comes up with the idea, we really want to add this to the product. From that time, you know, you think it's a great idea. What's the normal turnaround time in, in adding a new feature to a product like yours? Yeah, you know, it really, it really depends. And, and part of it is because we, we ended up building so much software. I mean, it, it's, the question's kind of a loaded question, so I'm going to try to work through this. For me, I mean, not 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 that it was intentional on your part, but I'm saying like that's a kind of a big question. Kind of um, my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So so we built this. We originally started off as just focus on SEO, and then uh, got very ambitious, and we we're like, we want to be everything for everybody, and we ended up going down social and paid and all these different uh, avenues, and we kind of built something that was bigger than we could actually manage and, and maintain. And kind of, and so that's, that's kind of where we found ourselves. And it got to the point where there were too many things that we wanted to do and we could barely do any of them because now we had to maintain everything. And so what we've done is we've, we've kind of pulled back in the past couple of years and said, you know what, we're going to focus on the things that people use the most and love the most and, and pay us for. And, and so for us that is, that's become – uh, the reporting plat- part of the platform, and then site auditor. So, with all that being said, right now we're we're mainly focused on uh, the features that go into those two areas. When we get somebody, whether it's myself or or somebody internally, or we're getting a lot of feature requests from our customers to do a particular feature, uh, as you can imagine, there are a lot of ideas, and and so we we kind of weigh everything out. 
um, based on what I just said, which is like, who's asking for it? Uh, you know, do we think it really needs to be there? Will this be a differentiator in the marketplace? Um, so we kind of look at all those things and then, and basically just go, okay, we're doing this now. Like, this is what we're going to focus on and we're going to focus on this until we're done. And then we're going to choose the next thing. But there's always a lot of criteria that goes in to prioritizing that list. I can tell you that list is very long. Um, it's always very difficult. You're, uh, we always make somebody unhappy <laughs> because, because we haven't done it yet. So an example would be Facebook ads. People have been wanting Facebook ads in our reporting platform for a long time. But we just have not been able to, to complete that yet because we had UX issues with reporting that we just – needed to fix and actually launched earlier this week. Um, we had certain things we wanted to get out the door with the site auditor and it's just, you know, there's only so much we can do. We are, we are a bootstrap company. We have zero in, investors. Uh, it is owned half by me and half by my, my business partner. And so, you know, we, we, we have to just kind of pick and choose and just commit ourselves to it and hope for the best. And that, that's kind of how we do it. Now, I know we just have a, have a few minutes left here, so I'm going to just touch on a subject that for some people will go over their heads. For some of our listeners going to love it. we got uh, just about two minutes left. You talked about it in, uh, in the webinar. You talked about schema. Um, the, the site auditor, um, actually I can't remember if it's in the site auditor or in the, the platform, but anyway, um, in your tool set, um, you actually have, that's, that's one of its, its crawl checks is to find out, hey, does this thing have, have schema? Do the pages have schema? And there's, there's a few of them that I know are, are specifically important to you. How important is this for SEO and who's it most important for? Well, when, when we say schema, we really mean structured data. And, and so the reason why structured data is important is because it is the clearest way to communicate to a bot what uh, the context of your content. And so, the, and so the reason why I think it's important is because if you're not using it, then you aren't communicating as clearly as possible to a search bot and to Google. And, and so structured data can take different forms. It originally was, was RDFA and microformats. Um, eventually, Google came up with schema.org. And, and so, uh, however, you don't necessarily have to use it to communicate things really well. There are also HTML standards that apply the same type of context and structure uh, to search engines. And I, and I actually, I think, mentioned that in that webinar, which was things like uh, nav and aside and section and article. Um, those are all HTML standards that you can, uh, they're, they're all HTML elements that you can wrap different pieces of content around and that will communicate to a search engine what it is. And so for example, I I always use the aside element around an ad or something that is unrelated to that page's content. So I can tell a search engine that do not consider this to be what this page is about. It's just it is truly an aside. And so those are things even without schema.org that you can use that are just standard HTML. Okay, and on that, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it. We're about to hear the music playing us out. So John Henshaw, uh, co-founder and chief product officer of uh, of Raven Marketing Tools, thank you so much for spending time on us with Web on Webcology today. Thanks for having me. It's great. Uh, friends, you've been listening to Webcology on cranberry.fm. It's the 22nd of September, 2016. If it's still warm out where you are, get out and enjoy it while you can. Um great content coming up on cranberry after the news stick around and we'll be we'll be with you same time next week the opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of cranberry news marketing and cranberry.fm rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 